Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Australia podcast. We're bringing together the best technical leaders from across the Melbourne region to discuss industry passions, challenges and ideas. My name's Abby Green and I connect businesses with talented contractors in the software engineering market. Welcome back to another episode of the Evolution Exchange. Today I'm joined by Anita Muchewski, General Manager at JB Hi-Fi and Alberto Simoneggi, the General Manager at The Good Guys. So today we're here to discuss engineering at JB Hi-Fi and Good Guys and the strength in diversity. So before we start, I want a bit of background just around JB and The Good Guys. So from humble beginnings, JB Hi-Fi and The Good Guys quickly became household names. Setting a standard for customer satisfaction whilst continually evolving to meet ever-changing consumer needs. In November 2016, JB Hi-Fi acquired the good guys, identifying the brands to be a strong strategic fit. Now united as JB Hi-Fi Limited, the good guys and JB Hi-Fi have created a new force in the Australian and New Zealand retailing market. Their customer-centric approach is also reflected in ongoing commitment to support and strengthen the communities in which JB Hi-Fi Group operates. The 2023 award-winning Workplace Giving Programme has donated over the last 12 months more than $33 million to charity partners and their work on the social and environmental issues. So before we kick off, firstly, let's do some introductions. So Anita, a bit of background around yourself. Hi, Abby. Great to meet you and wonderful to be here. Uh, yes, so Anita Matuszewski, and um, I'll tell you a bit more about my surname in a minute. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, born in Melbourne, so uh, my parents migrated from Eastern Europe, uh, from Croatia, uh, but I was born in Melbourne. I went to an all-girls Catholic college. Uh, which I absolutely loved, but then uh, found myself in an all-boys computer science course at RMIT University. So um, definitely pioneered into the software engineering space young uh, and quickly found out I was quite solo in terms of, you know, my female companions joining me. Uh, but we've caught up a little bit and I'm so excited to to see my sisters have um, embraced technology and more cohorts join and and complete their university degrees. Um, so did my uh, computer science degree, went to Accenture, which you'll see some cross-pollination between Alberto and I. Uh, Accenture <laughs> is a global consulting company, work hard, play hard. Uh, did 10 years there, joined Accenture to travel the world and end up primarily in the telecommunications industry, which meant that I was at the big T in Melbourne, in Melbourne, in Melbourne. So never got to travel <laughs> the world as much as I wanted to. Um, went over to Tabcorp. So uh, for those betting enthusiasts, uh, it's a great organisation to see data and the volume that just pumps in through the spring racing carnival uh, and then hopped over to Australia Post, um, which another um, great organisation with a long legacy uh, and led up some really interesting programs of work there. Um, and today, as we have it, I'm at JB Hi-Fi. So happy to be here. Such an exciting uh, company and um, 
you know, as the saying goes, you, you come for the job and you stay for the people. So, you know, I'm so happy to partner with Alberto today. Mesonia, thank you so much for that. Um, Albert, so we've had you on the podcast before. Yes. Um, so welcome back. Uh, would you like to introduce Ciao. yourself to our listeners? Ciao, Abby. Thanks, Anita, for the kind words. Um, thanks, Abby, again in the Evolution podcast uh, to have me again. So it's it's, uh, it's fantastic opportunity to talk about our story. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Italian, as you can guess. Yeah, I'm an engineer by studying despite probably more forced by family drive and family history <laughs> rather than what I would have necessarily liked. So I'm a little bit sui generis in my profile. So anyhow, um, uh, yes, started my career in Accenture like Anita. Uh, I had the opportunity to travel the world. And actually that's why I'm also here in Australia. Uh, start my career in Italy, uh, Rome, uh, with my family uh, still lives. Um, yeah, I had the opportunity to work and live in Mexico, Belgium, the UK, and Slovakia, and uh, and then and then Melbourne. I joined here just uh, for a project in Telstra. I was meant to stay uh, six months. Uh, I literally came with a twenty kilos bag. Half of it was a wetsuit uh, because I thought, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go to Greenbury for a week at the end of the stay, so I go scuba diving. And uh, I'm still here after 17 years, actually. Yeah, recently was my 17th anniversary in Australia. Um, I have a small daughter, okay? Uh, she's, she's 10 years old, the joy of my life. And actually, one of the reasons why I decided to move from uh, a career in consulting, global organization, work around the clock with time zone toward uh, the industry, uh, was both in Accenture, meaning I never had the opportunity to work together until I, I landed in Australia Post 2, uh, where we started collaborating and developing a, not, la, not only a professional relationship, but also a friendship uh, for all intents and purposes. So, and uh, after, after a few years at Post, uh, like I needed the opportunity to join uh, uh, the JPFI group and looking after engineering at, uh, at the good guys. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic journey so far. I've been here for one year. Uh, love the collaboration with Anita, uh, with the exec, uh, with the executive team and, uh, uh the team members on, on both brands. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that. And um, as I say, between you both, you've got such a breadth, breadth of, of knowledge and experience across numerous different mm -hmm. industries. Yeah, and it's fantastic to hear, obviously, you've got great professional working relationship as well. Um, it's nice we've got a bit of background around both JB and the good guys, but I'd love to know a bit more around both businesses, really, where they started and, and where they are today. So, Anita, would you like to kick us off around JB? Yeah, JB... Um... Uh, the concept or the store, the first store opened up in Keelor East in 1974. So not as old as Australia Post, but definitely has some heritage there. And um, a man by the name of John Barboto um, traded in the store and he just wanted a specialist range of music at 
low prices. And I think that's still to our mantra today. Everyone goes into a JB Hi-Fi store, uh, you know, lots of yellow and red, and sometimes it mm. makes it a bit frightening when you come in. Um, you know, you know you're getting a bargain. You always, for those that are a little bit older, you know, we've all bought our first CD um or vinyl record from the jb stores so we've got 200 stores across australia and 15 stores in new zealand we've just branched out a new uh, reset program in new zealand um and quite like the stores themselves uh, i love that we've bought the good guys we acquired them uh, was it about five years ago about alberto um and I always take the philosophy, my mum and dad would never go into a JB Hi-Fi store. They think it's too <laughs> violent, too confronting, too yellow, but they love the good guys. They're always at the good guys store. So lucky, <laughs> lucky for me, we, we acquired the good guys because it keeps the, our business going with mum and dad. I have the same issue with my daughter, which prefers JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> with all the video games and all the tech guys so, yeah. it's very uh, generational and I think yeah, you know that's where you see uh, the brands are different for a purpose and yeah. they will remain different and they need to be um, but definitely um, yeah I, I, the younger generation do love the JB a little bit more <laughs> that's fine no, no, no fans thing it's fine <laughs> <laughs> And with that, Alberto, a bit of a bit yeah, of no, yeah. the good guys. Yeah, yeah the good guys, yeah, again, household name for uh, all my clients. So it started as a family business, uh, the Muir family business, uh, as one single store in Essendon in 1950s, early 1950s, uh, to then uh, uh, grow to over 100 stores across all Australia. And, uh, acquisition uh, by JB um, in late 2016. Um, I think it's uh, I, I joined uh, the, the not not only because of the opportunity of of course uh, work with Anita, which uh, somehow the collaboration uh, it's 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 part of who we are. So it, I think I think it's very important to consider when you choose a job uh, the people as, as she mentioned the people you want to work with them for. Uh, but also because uh, of, of the strategy of the group, it's a very healthy organization, uh, uh, strong to they keep 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 uh, keep to their their strength. Honestly, uh, and and we have an amazing strategy with regards of uh, so um, market domination. If I use this with regards of. Uh, Home appliances, uh, which the good guys is a major brand, and consumer electronics, where JB uh, JB as uh, as sort of, uh, is the major brand in Australia. So it's fantastic to see the business grow, do well throughout uh, um, the COVID uh, post COVID, and uh, you know there is a lot of excitement now that we are entering uh, just a few weeks before Black Friday 2023. So uh, yeah, huge week. Week. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like I say as well, with just both both businesses coming from really humble beginnings as well, and just the amount of growth that you've both seen before the acquisition and therefore after as well. Um, I know you touched on there, and there's 15 stores there in, in New Zealand, and that's exciting. We'll touch on that 
um, later in the episode. No, um, if I interrupt, humble beginning. Uh, uh, so family business, which is yeah. a culture somehow is still maintained. So one of the things that I can say, I'm sure if it, for, for, for Anita feels the same, but uh, it's a lean business. So from the top, uh, which somehow also helps driving a lean and agile behavior when we do our day to day. So priorities are clear, the bureaucracy, red tape is uh, uh, at a healthy level, uh, not overbearing. So we really, I feel empowered and the team feels empowered to get things done. The base is really uh, fast. fast. Yes, sometimes, Alberta, I agree with you. We have a very lean structure in both of the brands. And it it was frightening on my first day at JB, being such a lean company and (laughs) such a fast pace, that it was my first day and uh, my online team were deploying a major loyalty program at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And I was just like, no, 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 we should do that out of hours. Stop, stop being a traditionalist technologist. Um, but the team have, my team are wonderful. They have taught me if you have built the right structure, the right tools and the right support technology this day, you should be able to be so fast paced and deploy during the day and not wait for the dreaded 3am's um, <laughs> pulling people out of bed. I think Alberto and I did that in our junior years when you deployed, you deployed at night. You didn't dare touch the business during a trade day and both businesses, um, you know, are so, um, you know, so hungry for the growth that we will do anything to maintain our market share and be at the forefront of both companies. But um yeah, Alberto, we do run lean. And I think, you know, that that's testament. We're in one building. Uh, you can walk into the CFO, CEO, you know, anyone's um, office um, and be able to have a chat with them. Um, it's quite lean. We are almost a $10 billion business and 16,000 employees. It's pretty, a lot of people, a lot of companies, large companies drive with pretty envious about the ratio of <laughs> revenue value. <and account. laughs> yeah, the, co- the cost of doing business is something that uh, both brands really concentrate on. I think, you know, it's one organization that I would say is right up there in the top quadrant of just making sure that whatever we do is for the business. Um, and it's to drive growth and profitability. So it's so amazing to to see that. Perfect. And with that as well, I know you're mentioning growth. Like, how do you predict growth in the future and how have you worked together to kind of achieve that growth? Oh, multifaceted question. Have a all day. It's, uh, it's uh, I, I think for all the, the, the people that are going to listen to us, like I think uh, in Australia as well as some other part of the world, it's been a tough year, okay? Uh, inflation, uh, cost of living uh, has been quite uh, quite challenging for everybody. Uh, although I can tell you in the building, there is a bit of a pass. We are we are expecting an amazing Black Friday. We have a lot of, sorry, I don't know what, that should, shouldn't be a commercial, but really there is a... <laughs> Uh, the expectation of an amazing uh, Black Friday, uh, Black Friday week, and the pre pre Christmas uh, Boxing Day, if you wish, uh, uh, period. So, which is our peak. So, um, 
you know, I've, I've just read recently a report from uh, Boston Consulting Company, which predicted in Australia a 15% increase uh, in, in uh, Black Friday uh, weekend. So we're very excited and uh, very aware <laughs> and attentive uh, of what might happen uh, next week. So I um, think we're going to we're smash all... it. So when yeah, you think so. about Black <laughs> yeah. Friday and being around the retail industry, 10 years ago, we didn't even talk about Black Friday. And it was very much a notion in the US. Yeah. I remember that. But, you know, in the last five years, now everyone knows about Black Friday. And what we're seeing from a market trend point of view is they're anticipating Black Friday. So they're holding off a little bit. So they're not buying the new <laughs> TV until the Black Friday sales, which we know and love. But, um, you know, it creates other challenges that what do you do you know, to boost their sales outside the Black Friday period. So Alberto touched mm. on, you know, the industry is going to, the retail industry has got a tough year ahead. Uh, everyone is saying the word flat. I hate the word flat. I don't know about you, Alberto. <laughs> Alberto and I are so positive. We're about growing. And so, you know, yes, you need that extra TV and, um you know, upgrade uh, your appliances, but we also are not delusional. We know that um, COVID, we all rode a very big wave in retail there where everyone was working from home. They did buy the second screen. Uh, people stocked up and bought a second freezer into their garages because <laughs> they were preparing for doomsday with, yes. with COVID-19. <laughs> And what that means from a sales point of view is they're not quite ready to upgrade or sell, you know, um, you know, fork out more money under the cost of living scenario for that new TV. So we are seeing some conservative buyers, but um, definitely if you're out for a bargain every year, you should watch out for the Black Friday, Christmas, Boxing Day deals. They're amazing. Yeah, I would sort of go back maybe into a bit more detail and answer your question, Abby, what we did uh, to somehow uh, make sure that uh, we we stick to our target in terms of you know, revenue generation. Uh, we will launch initiatives uh, like, for instance, Uber Delivery, uh, very much focus on customer convenience with regards of uh, knowing when uh, when uh, your item is going to be shipped at home, which actually was an initiative uh, started uh, uh, in JB and uh, capabilities delivered uh, by Anita's team uh, that uh, the good guys uh, were able to embrace and accelerate uh, the introduction uh, because of a lot of, lot of reuse. And, uh, you know, you, you, you find it, uh, we were not expecting a lot because we sell big stuff, but you Cannot imagine how many people need the coffee machine and vacuum cleaner now. <laughs> I definitely need <laughs> the coffee set, machine. If, the coffee, if the coffee machine is broken, I do want a replacement within 30 minutes. So um, I do agree. But vacuum cleaner, not so much. I'm happy yeah. for that to be delayed. That's <laughs> uh, okay. That was uh, one of that. Another, another amazing initiative. We hope it's going to... We're still in pilot, so... Uh, um, the, and again, that was delivered uh, as a capability at group level, uh, initiated by Anita, and then so we embraced uh, uh, some of the deliverables to launch it also. The guys was uh, enabling payment on our um, Zebra device, PDA, which are installed. 
as a way of uh, uh, engaging more and more customers on the floor, whether talking to an expert with regards to the television, the, the television, sorry, AV, and also Q-Busting, so that, you know, you are in, you are out. So then that we're hoping, uh, we have both both brands, we have a couple of stores uh, where we are piloting this uh, sort of innovation, if you wish. Uh, we're hoping to receive some good feedback next week in terms of, okay, actually the queue at the big counter, it was kind of uh, uh, much reduced because we had, uh, you know, people coming in, coming out and, and closing their transaction directly on the floor rather than at the big counter, if you wish. So a couple of examples where... Uh, if you wish innovation, working as a group, uh, and somehow breaking the barriers of uh, what generally is when there is an acquisition of two sort of big organizations, you know, they tend to be protective, breaking those barriers can, can bring. So honestly, as a, 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 a GM of engineering, our team was able to launch these capabilities uh, in a fraction of the time where, where Anita had, had to build to begin with. So that's the power of reuse. Yeah, and, and, uh, just to extend on that, Alberto, from a technology point of view, Alberto and I believe wholeheartedly that why develop new tech from the start if we can leverage? The customer knows no difference. And, you know, the some of the things that we're building, we're, we've definitely got each other's brands in our minds to build one and deploy twice. Why wouldn't we, from an efficiency point of view, do that? And then, um, as Alberto says, we're quite competitive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, the, good, yeah. the good guys and JB, we're comp- I am comparing sales every week with Alberto. And, you know, we, we run down the hallways and we're, we're quite competitive. But we're also, you know, if we're going to do this successfully, it's together. Uh, yeah. leverage the tech, leverage the knowledge together, and that's how we're going to grow and keep our cost of business low. Um, so, yeah, love that. Although no, I'm, yet, are, I'm yet to steal something from you, Alberta. Oh. What are you going to give me? <laughs> okay. Well, one of the name brands, but you can. <laughs> no, what 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 no, but, uh, somehow the priority for the, 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 the two businesses are... Uh, are different in their it's like in, in se- second level of detail, if you, if you wish. And uh, somehow, like there were a few, few, few times where as a team, uh, we had the opportunity to experiment, innovate, and run some proof of concept, which actually help us decide for better tool. Okay, for instance, uh, recently, e-commerce customer experience tool. So th- that drove my team to actually decommission and change uh, the way we monitor our our interaction of our, our website and you know, I share the learnings with Anita and up to her and her team to decide. But it's somehow the, the investment in time and uh, proof of concept is somewhat done. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah. there is a, a, a something that can be used as a lesson learned or, you know, uh, embraced uh, if, if uh, there is no... Whilst we appreciate the, the, the value of the economy of scale, there is no real uh, uh, push in us to do exactly the same thing. So that, that I want to throw. Yeah, the identities so, still yeah. need to be yeah, their yeah. own DNA. Totally mm-hmm. agree with that. But of course, uh, if the difficult problem is already solved once, why need to go through the same pain twice? You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, that's that's it. <laughs> and I think, you know, just individually, we bounce off each other. Alberto and I have really busy days, but we make sure we connect, 
you know, on our walk home at night or sometimes, you know, we go and grab lunch together and we just, uh, you know, share ideas. And because you're in the same organisation, the same group, uh, that's where you get your your best ideas of, yeah, I think that's going to work or, you know, watch out for, you know, AI and what we're doing around chat, GPT um, and other areas of that. So it's really good to have that uh, copia um you know, with you having the same challenges, but different. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. And I feel like as well, that mentioned around like leveraging off each other as well. Knowledge is power, isn't it, in terms of technology? And if that work's already done, like Alberto said, why you can always improve on a new tool or change, switch that up. But um, I love just the continuous collaboration between both businesses. Um, I know we've mentioned before, obviously, you're two identities, but you're different, but together. Um, and that works so seamlessly when you've got leaders such as yourself that work really closely together, mm-hmm. that understand each other's problems and that can identify that um, and also work together. I mean, it's quite unusual to hear from business that um, can share that that knowledge and still remain a bit competitive. I wish the listeners at home could see your faces smiling <laughs> as you're talking about your goals. Um, but no, it's really, really refreshing to hear. Um, and with that as well, I know that we've spoke a lot around um, initiatives that you've got within the businesses. I know, Anita, you mentioned a lot around the fact that you saw your family members are now getting into tech and back when you were in a, an all-girls school and then you suddenly were in an all-lads uh, coding and, and, and science lessons. It's like, what kind of initiatives are being introduced into JB and the good guys to kind of... Uh, change that percentage of female counterparts and mm. average that out. I know you've got quite a high percentage there, which is uh, which is refreshing. Yeah, we are actually compared to our little little no better than stats, but compared to other enterprises where I have opportunity to work or consult into the percentage of uh, female employees and leaders is higher. I think we are 35 percent, uh, yeah. which is not still not ideal, but yeah. compared to others where. I dance low 20s, yeah. No, we're definitely pioneering in that space. Um, and Alberto and I are not just advocates for female and getting that balance right, but just overall diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even Alberto from Italy will still give me the European retail examples and what's going on there. <laughs> um, you know, so be having diverse people into the room really helps. One initiative we've done at JB Hi-Fi is uh, working at, so people that work at stores, our staff that work at stores, serve our customers. There's a, there was a, there is currently an intern um, uh, framework that we're working with that if they have you know, degrees, we know students work in our stores if they're finishing up a computer degree or they're just showing some interest in the technology field. They've got an option to come in and and test the waters. It could be quite daunting from someone that has never worked in a corporate or a tech environment to see, you know, how we operate. So we've taken a few interns through the program. I think it's been around for about four years. I love it personally and and embrace it um and we've had success so everyone that's come through the program either love it they learn skills they either become a permanent you know tech employee at jb and the reason we love that is they give back 
day one. So imagine you're in stores and you're operating all the tech and then you come into headquarters and um, or the support office and you can give us feedback real time day one on how good or maybe not so good <laughs> our tech is. So, you know, they're the best ones to hook into our systems or, you know, tell us a better way of doing processes in stores. So just that collaboration not only gives us a leg up in terms of testing and and making sure our you know systems are fit for purpose but it also introduces diversity into the organization everyone knows that a jb store is you know weird and wacky and i think on my first day i i got asked where do i have all my tattoos um and as that's a footprint in jb stores but we love that uh, and we want to keep that as part of our dna so both alberto and i are always looking for opportunities to you know uh get people from different diverse backgrounds into our organization because that's how we're going to keep ahead of the game absolutely i actually one of the things that we are working on i've been working on the last few months also with anita if you will see there in the engineering team, start to create a consolidated career framework, which is uh, more in tune with the modern engineering needs. So that actually we uh, want to enable the possibility to shift between the two brands. So somehow a larger pool of team members allow for more opportunity for upskilling, reskilling, career progression, uh try new new roles so and you know uh somehow it's a retail business we're two different brand we might have done something different but ultimately the business is similar uh they were not prescriptive per se in terms of technology stack or we cut the, the both company come from a legacy footprint which we're trying to modernize and somehow uh, align but uh that's also something we've been working uh, working quite actively on. I think Anita, you initiated a program specific for sort of um, female engineer, female in tech, where you kind of you offer your time to coach and mentor them, uh, along with uh, another couple of uh, uh, female executive within the business, which is, I think has been really appreciated uh, by particular engineers into both 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 teams. But it's so uh, important, Alberto. Yes, naturally, as yeah. a female talent, I'm endorsing all my sisterhoods to, you know, come yeah. and embrace and and work up the right. chain. I've got two children. I've navigated the whole, you know, um, having a family, a young family and a career. But it's people like Alberto as well. It's, <laughs> it's men that embrace that. That's what we yeah. actually need to turn the dial. So it's so good to see you know Alberto and I are so fixated that it's got to be the right person for the role and there's no tokenship because none of us would ever want to be now that position ourselves Um, but it's really important that our male counterparts understand that they just want the diversity in the room and um, Alberto's got quite a few direct reports um, that he's had the diverse balance and you know you've You've been able to see in the last six months how they just grow and blossom just by giving that extra opportunity to say, yes, you can do it and manage a career and have a family and have a life outside of work as well. That's so important to us as well. 
Very much. And so, yeah, it is. It is. Absolutely. Uh, it's a, there's nothing better than a different point of view. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's also to... share our stories, right? Like, Alberto, what was the first um, job that you had to do? I was a coder. What did you do? <laughs> I was a Java API. <laughs> you know, yes, you so... I was under the impression, kind of semi-fresh out of uni because I, had, uh, I was employed by the research and development department of Telecom Italia. That was my first real job. But it was yeah. a bit too slow for my liking, like I just I learned a lot. <laughs> doesn't oh. fit my character. Um, uh, I did coding so as was, well, you know, so we... I was, I was kind of imagining to go and work with this high-flying consulting, management consulting organization. <laughs> so my first day at work, I've got you on a laptop. Okay, now we're going to install uh, Oracle and uh, Solaris on your laptop, completely, destro- completely destroyed. And uh, here is, hello, like here is uh, Java for dummies. Okay, so you got two weeks to start building your first <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I was a job program. I was a job program uh, for for quite a bit, and uh, it's okay. It's um, yeah, a way to learn the art way somehow. And uh, well, I helped. think that's yeah. that's formed our DNA. So we have come from the trenches and yeah, worked yeah. our way up. So we can really relate to everyone in our team. I often say. Uh, I did a bit of coding too, Alberto, but I did it mm-hmm. in Perl. If anyone is alive and understands Perl, <laughs> you can give me a call. It's like an ancient um, code. No. And I used to do the batch system, so overnight batch system. So that job is totally redundant now because we don't do batch, we do real time. Um, <laughs> but I think there that's also established our DNA that you know, I, I sat there on my first day, Alberta, and I was like, oh, my God, I cannot do this. This is why I, I'm just going to change careers and do something else. But the assistancy and I had other people supporting me. So that's why Alberto and I really want to give back in terms of the mentorship and just share the vulnerabilities that we've had to make sure that people know that if you want to be a GM one day, you absolutely can get there because we did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And what I love about the biz of both businesses as well is you really, really support individuality within the teams yeah, as well. We like you say, really, I mean, with tech everywhere, you've got to be continually upskilling. And the fact that you can either consolidate that kind of framework, like you mentioned before, um, and make those teams cross functional and make their transferable skills across both businesses. Like if there's an opportunity in the good guys, for example, whereby you're utilizing all your skills there, you're just opening that door for 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 more skills to be added for their personal growth. Um, and it's not perceived as, oh, this is what we need to grow the business. The business is growing exponentially due to the fact that you're using these kind of initiatives. Um, the internship program sounds amazing because, um, like you say, you're getting that like real honest feedback that a lot of businesses wouldn't necessarily ever receive. And you're opening that door. For those interns, which is fantastic, and we embrace it, so they give us oh, feedback, yeah. and we we act upon it, which is really important. Sometimes, you know, the port office uh, do have channels into their um, into their businesses on the front line, but they don't actually act on it. Our teams are so lean that if you don't act on it, they'll just scream until you do. So, you know, <laughs> um, but I think that's part of the culture. The culture is we do, if we do find something that we can do more efficient in stores, we'll make the change. We want to be efficient because we know that's our 
business um, and everyone um, genuinely you know loves the business the brands are well known you can sit at a barbecue and talk about the good guys and jb and nine times out of ten someone has bought something from either store and very rarely unless they're from overseas do they say you know what those brands are so we leverage upon that the good brands good service good products um you know filters through right throughout the business But I think in terms of, you know, making sure tech uh, stays relevant, um, you know, as Alberto and I said, you know, Solaris and Oracle and Pearl, that was something in the what we call, you know, 20 years ago, Stone Ages. Um, (laughs) One thing that we're always looking out for is tools, things to do uh, better. We're, We're, you know, primarily on a cloud first structure, um, and and making sure we're adapting to the new languages to get the right people and get the the energy into the building. I think you know once we stop being curious, Alberto, about you know new things that are coming out, that's where we'll probably retire. But such an interesting. No, um... She will complain. <laughs> like a talk with the board with this AI stuff, AI stuff, machine learning. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yes, we, we are. Yeah, we are very good. <laughs> Alberto likes very... to, you know, create his own chat GPT models that <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we do get, you know, spare time in our days to create no, some things on the side. But, um, you know, so long that chat GPT can give me the lotto numbers that are going to win next Thursday, <laughs> Alberto. <laughs> Then we can be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love about both businesses as well and yourselves as individuals is the fact that you really lead from the front. You know, you've you've been there before, you've worked through these roles, you understand obviously the work that goes into each of these different frameworks, new technologies, what that means for the business. Um, and having that understanding, it builds a lot of trust within the business as well. And um, I personally know that you've got a fantastic reputation um, from an employee standpoint. So I'd love to just hear a bit more about obviously the, the technology side of the business like we have candidates listening that you never know might want to work at JB or the good guys in the future so what kind of projects have you got coming up what can you dis- disclose I mean in terms of the growth of the businesses over the next year or so oh yeah okay yeah so no I actually this is a interesting question because it comes at that time so for intents and purposes we tend to finish the delivery of project uh, before you know, November starts. So actually we, we use November and December as more of a heightened support, uh, awareness and focus. as we'll start planning for the next uh, calendar year. Okay. Uh, uh, on on, uh, on the good guys end, uh, I would say we have a couple of major initiatives. One, which is uh, um, our mobile point of sale transformation, if I can say which is somehow connected with the launch of the payment on mobile, on the mobile point of sale. So we want to transform uh, that device from essentially uh, order-taking tool to an engagement tool, uh, including you know uh, all the checkout feature that you can have uh, from an online experience, uh, you know, uh, cash and carry, pay with uh, gift cards, uh, 
store cash, as well as delivery option in case stock is not available in the store. Uh, plus, including capabilities like customer lookup and profiling, so that actually you can have meaningful conversation with the person that's in front of you yeah. uh, and, and tailor somehow um, you know, the, 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 the interaction to sort of make it more personal, more, more personalized, more relevant. Uh, very, exi- very excited because also now the businesses start embracing uh, the importance of customer experience, service design. I've managed to convince them to hire a service designer before we get to the coding. <laughs> so then we do a little bit of research with our stores yeah. down. Uh, that's, that's, that's very exciting because it, like it, it, uh, we're driving a lot of cultural change if you wish also in the way uh, we, we do things. Okay, So we, we are household friends, if you wish. We're not necessarily the shiny Apple, shiny you know uh, <laughs> Google or Okay, but uh, uh, importance to customer experience for our store staff or our ultimate customer is is, uh, is important. Okay, uh, another one uh, uh, we we want uh, from a Deco guy's perspective, uh, uh, we want to improve uh, our sort of e-commerce uh, performance in terms of. A conversion, uh, uh, SEO, uh, basket size, uh, checkout experience. So there is going to be a series of important uh, uplift of our uh, e-commerce capabilities in the next uh, 12 months. Um, somehow using, hopefully using some of JB uh, experiences there. Uh, we've also launched uh, a interesting services about uh, uh, real-time comparison between our article, our product, and uh, uh, other competitors in, in the market. So if you go on our website, uh, you can absolutely rest assured that our price beats the other. So and this is a real-time uh, price compared, compared com- price com- uh, market intelligence, if you wish, and price yeah. uh, uh, matching, good price beat uh, our capability. So that's very exciting and we're going to push forward to make sure that our e-commerce uh, uh, drives more and more more and more sales, which is actually doing very well uh, at the moment. Uh, we fixed a fair bit of our shopping cart and checkout experience. Yeah. Um, Alberto and I have a have a competition on competition, how, yeah. how quickly <laughs> can you, you know, check out and buy a product. Uh, sometimes our websites behave differently in the cart process. Anyone that's uh, worked on storefronts, it's a it's a daily challenge to make sure that experience is really quick so you get the sale as soon as it's not, you know, people tend to drop off. But I think yeah. from a JB side, it's quite similar to what Alberto spoke about. Um, JB is always looking to, and primarily, you know, from COVID, we have to keep the core of our business going because that's what makes JB so JB, you know, consumer electronics, your laptops. Um, I'm so happy that we're starting to branch into hair care. So the Dyson, the the very expensive Dyson wand is in JB Hi-Fi and you can go and test it out and buy it there. It's amazing. 
Um, but making the store experience probably is, you know, something at the forefront. So we've just revamped um, the look and feel of our stores. So uh, I think about five years ago, there was a lot of white in the stores. Now you go in and it's a funky black and you've got exposed pipes in the in the ceiling and our ranges are a lot more comforting to the eye to be able to purchase. Um what Alberto touched on in terms of serving customers easier with mobile pauses, that's a thing that every retailer is doing in the industry. Uh, so I have worked at the store and to tell customers to go at the back of the store where the counter is, you can see some people just roll their eyes and they're not happy with that, you know, the extra time. So we need to, you know, remain relevant in the market and make sure that we have the technology that supports the customers can, you know, we can take a sale anywhere. Uh, Alberto and I will have, you know, mobile point of sale machines in our back pocket one day and sell, <laughs> sell you a TV at a barbecue, Abby. Um, so that is the vision uh, that we want to do. It's we, we're so hungry with that sale. And, and to Alberto's point, you know, the online, making sure you get the best price, uh, we know, and I still do it, when you're after a particular product, you load up Google and you see which retailer is sell selling the cheapest, right? There's not such a loyal element anymore, particularly in um, the new generations coming up. So, you know, the cost you know, cost is king and cash is king. Uh, so making sure that our technology supports that, that making sure that we're relevant, we have the data, we have the knowledge to know, you know, what not only what we're doing and doing it seamlessly, but what are our competitors doing to remain? And things like, you know, you can chat on our websites and, you know, talk to a customer service representative, uh, not through a bot, but through a real person, you know, that's something that we have had a lot of success um, yeah. with. And I think, you know, just overall making sure the world will change in terms of warehousing and supply chain. So I think we just have to always be relevant and making sure that we are, you know, delivering to customer needs. I do, I'm not sure, Alberta, are still people trying to pick up washing machines at the back of their car? No, not anymore. Okay, yeah. So what it was a problem where people demanded to, you know, to carry their 85-inch TVs through their little, you know, uh, wow. Toyota Yaris's and we're like, please don't do that. So making sure that when people purchase something, they want it straight away almost. So making sure that delivery experience is on point to their expectations is something that, you know, technology will absolutely help with. Yeah. yeah, that's I actually know. our supply chain. It's actually an amazing area. I don't necessarily come from the background, and I'm learning as uh, as the, the time passes. And yeah, it's an amazing area of opportunity for both businesses because, to a great extent, uh, um, as you first and foremost, you might have noticed, but the GBFI and the Deco Guy store are generally close to each other. Okay. So there is definitely an opportunity to optimize the delivery routes and uh, if you wish, purchase and, and bring stock to our network in a, in a centralized and wide way, which of course means uh, cost savings that we can pass to customers for better deals. Will be. It's an undertaking, but it's an amazing area of opportunity, which we are uh, the business and the group uh, and 
we are supporting to make it happen. So uh, it's actually kind of probably phase one of, uh, of this transformation journey. Which is yeah, good. Which is good. No, absolutely. It's nice. It's less funky. It's less funky. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but from a, from a business perspective, you can appreciate the the importance that, to some extent, it doesn't matter where you bought uh, the fridge, but the fridge is going to be delivered to you. Okay. So, and the the machine that that fulfill the order and delivers to you can be the same for both. Yeah. <laughs> or restock the the the, the, shop, the stores can optimize the route because the stores are close to each other rather than going, you know, with two different uh, um, carriers, yeah? (laughs) And, you know, please stop carrying your 86-inch TVs in your little cars. (laughs) We will deliver it to you safely. I can't believe... The old one, the recycle, everything. That's right. Um, But... I can tell you right now, I don't have an 86-inch TV. Mm. I need a, I need a bigger house for the 86-inch TV. The, the TVs at the moment, they're just so cost-effective to the, what they were 10 years ago, and they're much bigger. It's just, you know, the technology itself, not only running technology teams, but the technology out there that you can buy, and they're yeah. thin, they're like glass, they're just... The products that we have is just amazing. I, I sound like a TV commercial, right? Oh, that's such good insight, though. Like you say, there's so much more. There's so, so many variables, isn't there, as well, that come with, obviously, logistics, the new tech within the businesses, both sides of the store. I love just how customer-focused you are, and it's all about optimising that experience for customers. And I love that. You're working with people within the business that are interns that have worked in store that have used the products that the technology is actually building. So, to be able to see the end product um, is something that's quite unique as well within businesses. Um, and I know we touched on before, like there's huge investment happening in both sides of the business. Um, yes. You've you've managed to build such quality, high-performing teams in both sides of the business. And um, like you say, revenue versus headcount um, is just fantastic. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what what is the testament to that? Like, what's the secret sauce behind that? Uh, well, that's, uh, and again, I will probably go back to the to the humble beginning, to the to the actually the family-run yeah. business culture, which is still hundred uh, percent is still here. So, uh, to a great extent, uh, you know, working large enterprise to change a pattern on the screen it can take a month. Here, stay golden yet blue, blue done. So, <laughs> like honestly, you know the the. Uh, the decision making, the, the bureaucracy, if you wish, the, it's healthy. It's there when it is to be there. Uh, of course, we're not pirates, but uh, somehow uh, people in their roles are empowered. So we are in our role as GM of engineering, and so we can make the call. So we don't need to request approval over approval over approval, which is like just very, it's very energizing. And, and similarly, with my team members, so I've got this sort of, uh, I call it boomerang rule. So if you want to make a decision, you know how to get out of it when you're in trouble, just go and make it. Otherwise, let's talk about it. <laughs> if you are unsure, <laughs> let's talk about it and we'll make the decision together. But so somehow um, people are in their role because uh, they they deserve it, okay? Yeah, uh, And they totally. have the skill and capability 
and, and so uh, decision making is distributed and uh, is empowered. So that helps because somehow you know we are fast. The, uh, uh, the pace is fast, and somehow lean organization helps with the reduced communication, communication layers. You know, uh, and and again, the business is very good at prioritizing. So uh, I'm, I'm, it's not a cheap business per se. We invest. A lot, okay. Marketing, technology, uh, retail operation, absolutely. But the priorities are clear. So in the moment there is a conflict of priority, but this is not this one, okay. Clean the clean the road. So it, it is really it, it is lean at the core, and hence it's easy to be easier to be agile. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. The the prioritization, I think, you know, that's something that a lot of organisations struggle with. When you've got such a focused business, the data speaks for itself. Is this going to make money? Is this going to make our staff life easier? Is this going to, you know, um, break the market and pioneer in a certain area? And very rarely do we fight about what's number one, two and three. It's quite clear. And we just go for it. Like Alberto said, it's so, um, you know, endearing to see that um, we, we just We've got a team, a really great team, both of us, um, that just get on with the work. They just want to come here and, you know, uh, <laughs> deliver great experiences and go home. Yeah. And all of us just want to, you know, stop work at the end of the day and get on the couch and watch the latest Netflix series that we're on. <laughs> and we love that and we embrace that. And if we can do that in a way that we're quick, and we all go home safely, the, you know, um, there's a piece around the empowerment. So we're big in empowerment. Um, that doesn't mean that we don't have mistakes and stuff ups. We, we absolutely. absolutely do. But because we're so, um, you know, humble and we love the business, we, we fix them really quick. So we're so invested in what we deliver that, oops, if something goes wrong, we either fix on fail or we roll back really quickly. And that's one of the things that other organizations may struggle with. It's the accountability. Um, there's not many people. Uh, and so therefore you, you, you shine if you're, if you're doing something that, you know, uh, has caused disruption. Like my, one of my first uh, mentors used to say, only who does nothing never make mistakes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. We we kind of know there is that we absolutely uh, disencourage, not encourage a culture of fear. So if there is something you think it's okay, fine. There is a mistake, it happens. Okay, ultimately oh, we are and we've done it. Reality, we're not necessarily saving life. Of course, we want to be careful what we do, but somehow it's there is an healthy culture of uh, um, if you wish take a reasonable risk if you wish. Okay, so. But which is okay, which helps empowerment as people not having not being scared, um, and somehow embracing the role and stepping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, no, is, which is very good. Which is very good. Which is very good. Yeah, and with that, it's just that encouragement of allowing people to speak up and step yeah, forward. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and even from your previous experience, you know, professionally over the years, how many times have you been mentored wow. yourself? How many times have you, what, have you then mentored others, you know, and passing on that knowledge and passing so on that, that oomph, you know, that you can do it, a kind of attitude. Oh, there's um, a lot of oomph when there's yeah. that Italian in the room, so, you know. <laughs> no, but it's okay. We are, we are not really the, 
latest example of uh, passive employees. So it would be an hypocrisy to not encourage our guys to not speak up and uh, revolt <laughs> if something is not <laughs> in the run. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we won't That's be seeing a mutiny in JV. Good guys, <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> no. No, that's fine. It's fine. Okay, of a different opinion, different point. Like, uh, be able to listen, appreciate it. Okay, so sometimes there are constraints where uh, limits us. Okay, in the end, we are a commercial organization, so we cannot necessarily do everything. Uh, but there is a degree of freedom and uh, again empowerment, uh, risk taking, if you wish, uh, which which is encouraged, honestly. Yeah, that's right. Which Absolutely. is good. I feel like the nurturing of your staff as well over that longer period of time. Um, obviously, your retention there in both businesses is quite high, it's above average, which is great. Which means you hold yeah, on yeah. to you hold on to staff yes. as well. Which I is think great. that's because uh, people really love working for the brands themselves. They hold up. People are proud to work for a JB or the good guys. Yeah. You know, to Alberto's point, they come from humble beginnings. They're Australian businesses. People want them to succeed, and therefore they go all in. Um, so I, I think that really plays a role to the retention. And then, you know, obviously having fabulous le leaders like Alberto and myself, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> helps a long way. But, you know, I think it's real testament that we encourage, you know, everyone work a good hard day, but go home, you know, go and sit on the couch and spend time with the family because we both have families ourselves and we, we understand the importance of that. And I think our junior days back in Accenture, both Alberto and I have exchanged stories. We never saw our family. And, you know, <laughs> that's something and that's a learning we want to, you know, embrace and take to our teams that we lead. We never want that experience necessarily mm -hmm. to be repeated. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably to what to need, like a core value for both of us, I'm pretty sure, is actually we want to make sure that the experience that our team member have at the Google or the GP is the best as it can be. We have no, we have no really hidden agenda in, a, you know, fail, false story or false understanding that you're going to stay here forever. But, you know, what makes me proud is actually the, you know, the thank you card or some of the relationship that you develop when people are, uh, have developed in their career and they still remember that I'm, um, we spent together, and then honestly, this is, I'm, I'm true when I'm saying it. So, um, and that's somehow embraced also by the, the the two brands in themselves. You 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 can see the pride of our store staff when they explain you how a television or how a air conditioner works. Like you can see got kid, kids or young 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 uh, employees, 22, 24, yeah, just really just passionate about what they're doing, and they. They are there with you and they try to do the best that they can do to provide you with information and uh, the, the, the best service, which is, which is great to see. Um, and again, we're not necessarily the flashy, more shiny, if you wish, brand in, in, in Australia because we are discount warehouses. We are uh, discount uh, stores and that's the core of what we are. But there is pride uh, in, in doing a good job. Okay? That's so, right. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel as well, particularly with yourselves as individuals, working together and collaborating together, you're continuously in innovating. I didn't know about the price comparison on the website, by the way, so I'll be checking that out. <laughs> yeah, but, but look, it's happening yeah. on the website, price piece, click, take it, we compare it, and if, it, if uh, we get something cheaper, you get a better, better price. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I've been looking at that hair dryer, Anita. I'm not going to lie. I've got a lot of hair. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, even within both businesses, the fact that you're continually adding these new features, you're consistently thinking of the customer going forward and also really investing in your staff and the morale of the business. Like you say, you want to keep that work-life balance. It's not all about work, work, work and work yourself into the ground. It's how can we support you? How can we nurture you? How can we upskill you? Where where do you want to see yourself um, in X amount of years? And how can we support that? Um, and that's a massive testament to the both like the work that you both do in either side of the business as well as a collective. Um, it's really refreshing to hear as well. And it's been a pleasure having you both on today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you both as individuals, but also getting into a bit more depth around both businesses and also just showcasing the the types of work that you are doing there and will continue to do into 2024. It's a really exciting time as retailers with Black Friday coming up. Yes, yes, yes. yes Buy yes. the TV, everybody. You need it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then with Christmas. So, no, I just want to thank you so much, um, obviously, for being just so honest and sharing your opinions and your expertise. Um, it's been fantastic. So once again, our guests today have been Anita. So she's the General Engineering Manager at JB Hi-Fi and Alberto, the General Engineering Manager at The Good Guys. And again, if you're hiring for technical roles or you're looking for a new role, feel free to get in touch with me here at Evolution. And if you know anybody who would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message anytime. Thanks again for both our guests and for everyone listening at home. I hope you can all join me next time. Thank you.